All right, uh, Claudia North, uh, welcome to, you know, the podcast and it's great to have you on the show. I'm really looking forward to having a chat and getting to know you and also, you know, maybe sharing some of your expert advice around working with e-commerce businesses and so forth. So thank you. Oh, thanks for having me, Es. Um, yeah, really looking forward to uh, joining you on the po podcast and really appreciate the opportunity. Awesome. Um, so we'll get straight straight into it. Like, um, you know, could you tell us a bit about yourself, like for the, for the for viewers that don't know who you are, and then mm -hmm. also, you know, your journey so far into this business? Yeah. Yeah, sure, sure. So I've been marketing for 30 years, which is uh, scary to say. It's actually 30 years since I started my degree in marketing, I just realised this year. Um, I did it in, you know, majored in marketing. So, you know, it's certainly been my passion and and, um, and my extended career. Um, after uni, I did start in the big end of town. So I did work in uh, financial services um, for, for almost a decade, um, all in marketing roles. Um, I did find after sort of being at that end of town, I hadn't I had experience in agency land and, um, you know, a real obviously key component of marketing and marketing strategy is, you know, is the advertising and media components. So uh, I then went on and worked in um, a number of agencies. So I was in uh, like a media agency, uh, advertising agency, so around creative process and again for you know some um, quite big brands um, and then ended up in a like a content marketing agency where I uh, had a team of developers um, and it was all in the digital side of things so we built sort of over the top digital channels for brands um, around the globe uh, and also did all of the content so um, so that was all you know a fantastic experience in terms of really um, having the breadth of marketing from branding product development etc uh, but then I went on to have children. So um, after I had my first child, I realised that there wasn't a whole lot of information out there for mums when they finish breast or bottle feeding and how they sort of transition their child onto solid food. So this is where I sort of uh, had my first soiree into becoming a solopreneur and actually starting my first e-commerce uh, business. So that was about mm. 18 uh, years ago. And um, I've since sold uh, that business, but my product still um, exists. It's in uh, 30 you know, countries around the world now, which is exciting to say that people are still using it uh, and appreciating it. And um, you know, that was exciting because I was able to get my product into Woolworths and I actually built my own website um, 18 years ago, which I still don't really remember or know how I could have possibly done that. <laughs> Amazing. So that's the, just for the viewers, so that's the Mummy and Bubby brand is that that's right, right. mummy yep. and bubby yeah solid starter mm -hmm. kit so yeah cool uh, that was, so could you tell uh, us a bit about that business the mummy and bubby like what were you selling yeah um, yeah you know, so yeah. basically um i wanted to provide a one-stop shop kit so that it, when your um you know kids are, or your babies are sort of moving on to solid foods you know what kind of foods are good for them why it's good for them um in terms of um you know nutrients vitamins all of that kind of stuff quantities and um, what I found at the time was that a lot of mums were uh, freezing their food in um, ice cube containers and when you do that um, the food actually gets freezer burn and it actually um, reduces the you know vitamins and, and the quality of the food and the vegetables etc so I ended up de um, designing a, um, a kit which was BPA plastic free um, it had a had a lid um, it had the right proportions for 
um, babies when they sort of it's starting to come off breast or bottle feeding. Um, and then I also wrote a book uh, which was um, uh, certified by a paediatric nutrition, just really going, you know, more into the education side of, um, you know, food and quantities and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Fantastic. Um, yeah. So you really yeah. niche down, niche down into this industry and like, um, yeah. found, found a tar target audience and, um, yeah, and, and how, how big, how big did the business grow? Like, do you have any sort of numbers? So, um, I or? did some, it was interesting cause I actually did some market research myself. I went out to a baby expo and, um, you know, interviewed a, a whole lot of mothers there. And, um, what was great about that was I was pitching my product into Woolworths and um, I kept sort of knocking on the merchandiser's door in that in that particular area. And uh, she literally said, okay, you've got 20 minutes, um, you know, next week before I go on holidays, come in and show me what you've got. So uh, I went in and at that stage, I had the research and I sort of mocked up the brand um, and, mm. and went in, met with her and she said, okay, I want your product on the shelf, um, on the shelves in, in six months. So I had six mm. months to actually, um, build up the whole product i manufactured it overseas in china you know write the book you know etc so um i did sell it through woolworths and through about 40 to 50 independent baby stores throughout australia um, i mm -hmm. then sold it into new zealand and uh, south africa um, i actually got the book translated into french and italian and um, at that stage then i actually decided to sell the business because i found like i was I was pretty lonely. I was the only one, you know, in the business doing, you know, the marketing, the distribution, the ordering, the accounting, everything. Um, and, mm. you know, my passion and enjoyment really was in the, you know, product development, getting it into Woolworths, doing the website, the branding, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I, I really love pioneering sort of new stuff. But I think once it got into sort of the day-to-day -day business, um, it just wasn't really my my uh, thing. So. I decided to sell the business and um, move on to other things. Okay, and um, yeah, that's a, that's amazing. It's an amazing experience as well. So, and congratulations. I'm assuming you built it into a seven, like a you know, seven figure business. Is oh that right? yeah, okay. easy. Yeah. Look, I, I, as I said, I looked it up online, you know, a couple of years ago, and it was sold in yeah, thirty countries. It had like thousands and thousands of five star reviews. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it would be um, a significant business um, yeah, to yeah. do business today. Mm. Yeah. And um, what was what would you say is the biggest challenge you face in that business? Like what was the <laughs> share, yeah. share with us the toughest moment for you? <laughs> yeah, look, I think um, I mean, as I said, I love trying, you know, new things and taking on challenges. But I think what I wasn't expecting was not being part of a, a team and just really feeling like there was no support for small business owners. Like I was, you know, in marketing and at least I could do the marketing component, but I just, it just felt really, really, you know, lonely. Um, you know, back then we didn't have communities and like social, we didn't have, you know, Facebook groups and, you know, or you can jump online if you've got a technical issue and you can just chat with somebody like it was dial up internet and, um, you know, phone calls and, um, you know, getting out and going into stores and visiting, you know, baby stores and say, you know, would you stop my product? So um, I think I, I definitely would have underestimated um, just that that um, loneliness, loneliness, not really having somebody to sort of, yeah, motivate you and, and inspire you. And, you know, it was, mm. and, and I also had, you know, by that stage I had um, three, three kids at home. So I was, you know, you know, as a full-time mum, but also running my business. So, um, 
yeah, so that's probably the biggest challenge, I'd say. Yeah, that's amazing. I mean, look, I can relate to it, not in terms of having three kids, but I, I do have one son. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I started my business, uh, the agency about 15 years ago, and I totally agree with you. Like, you know, back then when we we had our business, we didn't have the support network that you can tap in today, especially mm. for a business owner. You know, yeah. um, now now you can go online, you know, you can get support around legal, you can get accounting, uh you know content marketing branding uh even other entrepreneurs you know like everyone's i think the entrepreneurial culture and conversation around entrepreneurs and especially around online businesses has exploded and there's yeah. just so much there's so much community to tap into now whereas you know yeah. when we were starting businesses like you said like the internet just came on board like people <laughs> yeah. were like what's what's this seo stuff you know and yeah. everyone had to figure it out themselves um, yes, and even yes. business, like people just had to like figure business out. Like what was business mm. about? You know, what's the, oh, I know there was no mentors or coaching or YouTube videos, or it's just like, yeah. <laughs> mm. Whereas now, you know, like, you know, I, I follow a couple of brands, like, you know, the uh, diary of a CEO, for example. And then, you know, if you, if you look at some of the content there, you know, if you, if you only had that back then, you know, to mm. tap into, to kind of make me make you feel normal, like oh, so that's that's what I'm going through, you know, like I yeah. go through that stress. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and and especially I think working from home, uh, you were doing that. You were sort of running it from home, and mm, yeah, you know, looking yep, after working the from kids as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had a warehouse, but I also stored, you know, um, product in the my garage at home. So it was yeah, very mm. much a, at home. <laughs> um, mm. Yeah, business with the kids and stuff. So yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. And how did you did you sort of have a stage where you were growing, um, and then you you were kind of like storing this stuff in your house, and then you started to move to like a warehouse and you know distribution and yeah. Yeah. So um, I actually started. Uh, I did start with a warehouse because I had Woolworths as my first sort of distribution channel. Mm. So uh, they have extremely uh, strict rules and regulations in terms of truck sizes, pallet sizes, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So I had to, you know, uh, get up to speed really quickly on um, how my product gets distributed to their warehouse uh, because if it's not exactly how they need it and in the right time slot, then they won't take, they won't take your product. Uh, so, um, so I set myself up with, yeah, with a, with a warehouse from uh, the get-go um, again because I had, you know, obviously significant numbers. I had thousands of products that were, um, you know, being just, distributed around the country. So, um, mm. so yeah, I, I, I sort of had a, a good contract to start with, I suppose. Yeah, no, and then that's what you need. And that's what sometimes e-commerce business owners need to know. It's like, there's a balance between that wholesale market, direct to businesses like Woolies, you know, fulfilling those big orders and then the online revenue, which comes straight through the website as well. Um, yeah. what, what would you say was the distribution? I mean, obviously online probably wasn't as popular back then, but what was the sort of a scale yeah. of distribution between um, online and yeah, through? through yeah, look, rate? I would say, um, yeah, 95% through Woolworths plus my independent mm. channels. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I really looked at those as a bit of a loss leader and being more around sort of brand awareness because I thought if people, you know, can see them in the Woolworths store and they can trust that brand and, um, you know, mm. talk to their friends. I mean, you know, that's a pretty influential phase in people's um, life stages. So, you know, communicating that and then obviously coming to the website. Um, so I was definitely getting, um, you know, some great sales through the website. 
which was ideal because obviously that's where you get your, your greater margins um, and you build that direct relationship with your end cons consumer as opposed to, you know, uh, Woolworths, I was only just breaking even um, and sometimes not even breaking even, but, um, you know, I, I was prepared for that knowing that I wanted to have my product, you know, um, out there for the awareness. Yeah, 100%. And you get into this cycle of like having to fulfill these really massive orders um, and that takes a lot of capital, right? Like as a small oh, business, absolutely. you know, you've got to invest <laughs> in that capital to get the stuff manufactured, get it yeah. shipped, move it across. And that comes off your back. Like Woolies is not going to, you know, really help Oh, no, that. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They don't pay you yeah. till after. So, um, yeah, definitely. And, you know, I see that with a lot of, you know, small businesses that I work with as well. Like they get the... They get the inventory in and they've got that much inventory, but their cash, you know, the cash flow is low and um, it's hard mm. to invest in marketing when, you know, cash flow is low, but they've got truckloads of, of product there. So it's, you know, that, that whole process certainly uh, for small businesses is really challenging and, and balancing out ordering enough stock so that you're getting it at a good price because you're getting the volumes, but then, you know, how much do you have, um, you know, onshore and then, you know, how quickly can you move that and still maintain uh, you know, your, your recommended retail price. Uh, so mm. yeah, I certainly had those experiences too. And then, you know, with COVID and then shipping and all of that, like that's just been, you know, another layer of complexity um, that I didn't have to deal mm. with back then. I had pretty consistent, um, I knew how long the ship would come. I would take from China and through customs and, you know, all that kind of stuff. So I was able to prepare for mm. that. But um, I think that's been yeah, a lot there's a lot of that. small businesses. Mm, there's a lot of that logistic thinking involved and strategy around, you know, getting it to the end point and what's all the little pieces that you've got to put in place. So, mm. I mean, that I'll just, you know, while we're on that, you know, there yeah. are a lot of small businesses, as you know, that are very challenged by, you know, dealing with these big brands like Coles and Woolies. And I know a few businesses as well. What yeah. if someone was sort of getting into this, you know, uh, getting, you know, starting to get into this sort of um, type of business? What what sort of tips do you think you could give them? Um, you know, do you mean in terms of it? do you mean in terms of e-commerce or getting into um, big stores? Dealing and dealing with the business? dealing with the uh, dealing with the big uh, brands like Woolies and Coles because it, it yeah. can be very challenging. Yeah. Yeah. Look, it absolutely can. Um, what advice would I give them? I think that you need to be extremely prepared and well funded um, in terms of. Uh, you know, whatever um, rules, regulations, processes, systems they have, um, you know, you have to fit in, uh, you know, with those. Um, it's it's challenging in terms of, you know, uh, what shelf space do you get? And, you know, I, I'd always go into a worst store and have a look at where my product was and, you know, was it fully stocked and, you know, all of those kinds of things. And, you know, unfortunately, you know, particularly now with shortage of labour, shelf space is moving and things that may not be getting you know topped up on time so I think to go in really with your eyes wide open um, and 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 understanding that it's probably a real brand uh, awareness brand partnership um, again depends on what your product is and what your margins are uh, but you know mm -hmm. they run promotions and if you, they want you to do a discount then again that um, well, back then that came off um, sort of at my bottom line uh, so, so I think it's it's fantastic for distribution and awareness, um, but really understanding your quantities, your logistics, your cost cost of goods. Um, if you're going to do promotions, you know, is there still money left in the kitty for you? Um, they're probably the biggest things that I'd yeah I, I'd 
one wants somebody to be thinking about. No, that's fantastic. And there's a lot of things to consider because, you know, it all sounds exciting in the beginning, but uh, <laughs> it can go down <laughs> south very quickly. Yes. Um, okay, cool. On to the next one. So, I mean, you, uh -huh. you founded uh, a business called With Small Business. Mm -hmm. uh, about three three years ago, um, yep. what does you know what does uh, what's small with small business about, uh, and what do you do, and why did you why did you start it up? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, the reason I started this business was because I worked in big business and worked with agencies, and um, then being you know my own sort of solopreneur entrepreneur, uh, and not really being able to access you know, agencies, media at the time, um, you know, creatives, all of, all of that sort of stuff. I went, wow, you know, small businesses really aren't getting, um, you know, that kind of support. Um, and I decided, you know, I worked with hundreds of small businesses um, after I sort of had my own um, my own business. I was, I was working for somebody else and I was doing all the sort of growth and, and digital strategy for uh, all of these small businesses. And, and what I realised with uh, working with all these small businesses is that they didn't really have what I call the foundations uh, for their business in place. And, you know, having run a small business, you know, if I spend a dollar or I'm spending a dollar of somebody else's small business, I want to make sure that that dollar is returning. If it's not returning in sales, it's returning in insights. Um, so I decided uh, that I wanted to solve a sort of a pretty big problem uh, for small businesses, which was really simplifying, you know, e-commerce marketing or digital marketing for small business owners. Um, digital is only getting more complex. You know, we've now got the whole AI tools coming out. Um, and how does a small business owner decide? Are they doing SEO? Are they doing email marketing automation? Should they do Google ads? Should they do Facebook ads? Should they be using AI tools? It's, you know, I'm a marketer and I've been one for 30 years and it's complex for me. And so I went, how can I simplify marketing, digital marketing for small business owners so that they can do what they're great at with their products or services, um, but have a, a trusted resource that can support, uh, support them and support their growth. Uh, so basically what we did was developed out um, what we call our e-commerce growth platform. Uh, so if you think about um, the thing that's it's probably most similar to is robo advice for like financial planning. So you go along and you put in your, you know, how old you are and, you know, what are your assets and, you know, do you have, you know, high risk profile or whatever, you know, do you want aggressive growth, et cetera. And then, and then that uh, tool actually gives you a, a financial plan and it can also recommend, or you need to see somebody for your super or you need to see an accountant and, and potentially does those introductions. So if you think about that process and think about it from a e-commerce uh, marketing perspective for small businesses, that's what our platform does. So we basically have a, a digital audit tool where people can go and answer uh, multiple choice questions. And then depending on what they answer, um, it will then um, advise which uh, areas that they need to focus on. Um, and that that mm. component is aligned to my framework, which I'll, I'll talk about in a minute. Um, but then once I get advice on, okay, now I know what I need to be focusing on, or at least the next three things that I need to be focusing on, you know, I need somebody to help me help me do it. And um, so we we built mm. out a whole um, range of best practice toolkits because there's lots of different ways to do lots of things in digital marketing, as I'm sure you know, is and. Mm. Um, we really wanted to focus on how do we build the right foundations, you know, for your brand, for your data, for SEO, um, you know, looking at what mm, your conversion yeah. rate is. Do you have the basic email marketing automations in place? 
so I built out the framework and there's toolkits now. So you do an assessment and then it goes, okay, these are the areas that you need to focus on. And then within the platform, you can either say, I want to do it myself and all of the instructions are in there. Or you can say, can you get somebody to help me do this? And we've got like a trusted network um, that we can introduce mm. them to, to execute the services. And that way they know what they're getting because that transparency um, is really mm. missing, I think, for small business owners. So it gives them the confidence um, and it gives them the transparency to know what they're asking for. And so whether they ask their own developer or their own agency or whether they utilise our network, we, we don't really mind. We just want them to have the confidence um, and understanding of what um, they're actually getting done. Mm. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I, I really relate to you in regards to, you know, you sort of setting up the foundation for that small business owner. Um, and it is often a common thing that we come across. So we, we work with a lot of startups and founders as well. Yeah. And, you know, often the misconception with digital marketing, it's not so much like what you do, it's the priority. Um, you mm, know, what yeah. what do you do first? You know, like the foundation, yeah. what is the foundation? And, you know, you kind of, uh, you'll go into a brand sometimes, you know, we had a, a meeting today with a, a craft brew um uh, distillery here, just a business, a local brewery here in um, in Perth, and yeah. you know they're they're quite active organically on social, and they're doing all of this sort of active PR and and mm. touching with touching base with the community and um, all of that sort of stuff. But then they're not really doing any paid advertising, for example. You know they've kind of reached this stage where they've got retail, they've got an online website but they're yeah. not scaling. They're not scaling mm. that revenue. They're just sort of sitting on this organic journey. Um, yes. And there's, there's different stages, Which is right? great. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, we mm. love those businesses, don't we? Yeah, they're like, oh, my yeah. God, you know, good brand, good product, um, but, you know, lots of opportunity for growth. Yeah, so this is like, okay, well, they've hit this stage. What do they do now? You know, what's the next piece of, like, what's the best channel for them? Is it SEO? Is it Facebook? Is it? You know, mm, Google mm. and and you know if they spend a dollar you know what are they going to get back in return how are they going to increase the revenue for their product line all of this sort of stuff how do they build their audiences online right mm. tapping into yeah. new audiences and acquiring new audiences from a you know local perspective nationally so you know yeah. having these conversations and then working out what's the priority because I think that's often the issue is that yes. you know brands will get to a certain point and and then someone might come along and go, oh, you need to rebuild your whole website, you know, for whatever for whatever reason, and yeah. and it's like, well, that's going to cost twenty grand or fifteen grand or whatever, and then mm. they've gone down that path, and it's like, okay, well, we've built this site, it looks yeah. good, but now what, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now we've run out of money. Now we can't actually yeah. invest in getting people to our website. Oh, yeah. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So it's about that balance, isn't it? Like mm. between yeah. okay, how do we generate revenue? And then what do we do next? And I think that's often the confusing thing, especially with e-commerce and digital marketing. Look, absolutely. I mean, I must say with the hundreds of businesses that I've worked with, I would say that, you know, right to, right back to the bare basics where I talk about data, I mean, Google Analytics, I go, so, you know, is your Google Analytics set up? Oh, yeah, 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 it is. Yeah, developer connected it. And I go in and I go, oh, my God, like, it's there's nothing set up for e-commerce. They're not even gathering yeah. audience insights because they've literally just connected you know, the, yeah, the there's no there's no e-commerce the tracking. 
there's no e-commerce tracking there's no yeah there's no transactions coming in yeah Yeah, exactly so i go oh my god please can we do that first because without your data you got your blindfold Mm. on and you know digital is such a fantastic tool when you can actually see Mm. what is going on with people where are they landing how long are they staying there where did they come from Mm. so yeah Mm. right back to you know and that's where sort of my framework starts with you know, data being so important um, and then, you know, conversion rate optimization. Like, again, most small businesses I work with, they don't know what their conversion rate is. They know what their revenue is or they know what their transactions mm. are. And I go, if your conversion rate is one and you can get it up to two, you are doubling yeah, yeah. your revenue without yeah. investing. <laughs> without you know, spending more, more yeah. <laughs> money. That's right. So how do we look yeah. at pumping that up so that then when we're spending, you know, in, in, in ads that, you know, we're really doing it more efficiently yeah 100 percent. no i love i love your approach and i think that's definitely what you know a lot of businesses need is just clarity rather than selling a service because it often depends on who you speak to because you're kind of like a a central advisor right like you're not really you're not really focused on selling specific services you just want them to get to the best possible point of success as quickly as possible. So, you know, if if they go and speak to an SEO agency, of course, they're going to sell SEO. If they go and see a a, a branding agency, of course, they're going to sell them branding, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, it's very, it's very important to speak to someone that has more of a overview of everything versus, you know, yeah. And look, all of those, you know, to your point, all of those channels are important and it's that, it's that priority. So I think there's two things for small business. Number one is knowing what they, you know, don't have in place that they can put in place so that when they start, you know, mm. spending money in advertising, for example, that they're doing that efficiently. But it also really comes back to business objectives. So, you know, we were talking earlier about, you know, I've got my warehouse full of product. You know, I can't spend the next six months increasing my conversion rate and working on my technical SEO. Like, I need sales, I need cash flow. And this is where we go, okay, well, you know, what are those, you know, bottom of funnel levers where people are in market searching for you right now where we can get you that Mm. revenue so that, you know, we can still work on obviously the other, putting the other pillars in place. But we want to be, you know, again, making sure that whatever that advice is, that it's really matching, you know, the business objectives and goals Mm. and based on where they're currently at. Yeah, so with the digital marketing, I mean, we often call that the the low hanging fruit, right? Like, what's what's the stuff that's going to get the sales now? Yeah, um, maybe more bottom of the funnel uh, people that we're already tapping into. How do we sort of tap into that bit easier and more regularly on a on a constant basis, building up the foundations, yeah. and then yeah. setting up more complicate complicate complicated sort of um, ad targeting strategies at the top yeah. of the funnel in the middle? But yeah, now yeah. that that's fantastic and. Um, just with the small businesses, as we, you know, if we dive deeper into these uh, e-commerce businesses, mm-hmm. um, what do you think, what sort of support do you think that these businesses lack the most? Like if they come to you, mm. um, what are they, what are the, what's the support that they, you know, are, are really sort of um, lacking in their business? Uh, I think it's, it's definitely what to do next like they're getting articles they're getting you know i get they send me through emails from facebook reps and google reps going oh i'm your rep meet you know meet with me so uh they they have little trust to be honest um in terms Mm. of digital marketing or digital advertising uh yeah suppliers uh all of the people that i've worked with have all been burned in one way you know or another 
and so, you know, it was really important for me that our advice is unbiased advice and it's not about selling you awares of services because I think that's that is the biggest that is the biggest gap. And you know, with new platforms coming on like Upwork and Fiverr and sort of all of this gig economy, mm. again, there's amazing resources on there that are really, really talented and you can get anything done for, you know, lots of different prices. Uh, but these small business owners, they don't know what they need. They don't know what they should be asking for and they don't know how to brief somebody. So you might go, great, I get a technical audit done for $30, but how do you know that's what you're, you need them to look at? Um, and so it's really that um, lack of confidence, they've all been burnt. Um, and yeah, so it's definitely that trust aspect. And then um, just that transparency where they just go, oh my God, I just zone out because it's too complex. And um, it's that black box of digital marketing, you know, giving them the confidence to go, I can see what's in it. And usually when they see what's in it, they go, I don't want to do it, who can do it? Um, like, you know, 90% mm. of our, 95% of our members, as soon as they see what needs to be done and they've got confidence in what that is, they're just going, tell me who can do it because I don't want to do it, mm. but they now know what, what it is and they can see the value there for those services, um, you know, which I think are mm. undervalued a bit at the moment based on, on their experiences. Mm. And then there's also that uh, the shiny new toy syndrome, right? Like where, you know, there's <laughs> with digital marketing, it seems like every week uh, something new is coming along, <laughs> changing, changing the world. Um, yes. and, and, you know, AI is a good example, uh, yeah. you know, and then it sort of really puts a, puts a, a bit of a, you know, a obstacle course on the, on the railway tracks for the business yeah. because, they're like, okay, what do I do now? Like AI, do I start, you know, creating yeah. content, uh, articles? Yeah. Like, am I like increasing my efficiency really well? So, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, things that are being thrown at the small business mm. owner, and mm. especially for e-commerce as well. And then it's sort of, I guess, you know, if you're providing advice saying, okay, well, yeah, this is coming, but it doesn't really affect you right now because yeah. of this, this and this. Um, or, you know, yes, you can apply it, but if you're going to apply it, apply it from a content perspective, for example, or whatever. That's right. And, and I literally just yeah. published an article on, you know, nine ways to leverage chat GPT for small business owners. Uh, mm. So, I mean, that's the other thing that I do, uh, which I love and I love about our industry mm. that there's always new apps, there's always new technology, there's always stuff, you know, going on. And, you know, what my ultimate dream is down the track is that, uh, you know, our platform is a global platform, uh, you know, with small businesses all around the world and that, all the new really cool um, tech that comes out that, you know, we can test that, you, you know, with a small number of our small business owners and go, wow, this tool's really great and either integrate it into our community or, you know, or share it. Um, there's lots of tools mm. I use online now, like free tools, and I include those in my, what I call my e-commerce insights. So I sort of do a newsletter and just really trying to give them, you know, that, that information. Um, and to your point, mm. like, you know, Google Analytics 4, been talking about that for the last 18 months obviously and it's going to become <laughs> even bigger you know this year um so it's really mm. arming them and i'll say this is coming up you don't need to worry about it now right now i'm saying this is coming up if you haven't done anything in my, my last three news newsletters then you need to be doing something now so yeah um i try to cut through the the craziness um with that kind of support mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so that goes to our next question, really. So it's good, good segue there, um, mm-hmm. which is really, you know, what what are the new challenges in the future that you think small uh, or e-commerce businesses will face? So obviously, yeah. you talked about Chat GTP. We mentioned a bit of AI. You've also written two or three articles recently. So, I mean, is there a handful of things that really come to your mind that you would like to share, um, and we can make some good tips up, tips around? Yeah. Yeah, look, I think, um, you know, definitely the, you know, digitalization has changed the way uh, people think, the way they get influenced, the way they purchase, the way they, um, you know, research products. And I think that's just going to, um, that's just going to, you know, continue more and more. Um, definitely the AI, uh, you know, uh, side of things um, is going to have, you know, a, a huge you know, impact um, in terms of how to integrate um, that into, you know, digital uh, advice, that, that's going to be an interesting space to see. But in terms of, yeah, content generation and ideas and, you know, um, arming you with, you know, uh, that sort of information without having to do it from scratch, you know, is obviously going to have a huge, you know, impact in terms of efficiencies for, for content. Um, I think customer analytics is going to be some, uh, big changes there. We've obviously got the, you know, third-party data, first-party data. We've got um, a lot going on in terms of, um, uh, you know, Google's change of platform. So move the move from Universal Analytics to Google Analytics 4. So in terms of uh, gathering that data um, and then analysing that data, I think it's going to be a bit of a hairy one for small businesses because at the moment uh, the interface for GA4 isn't, fabulous um and you know i'm very familiar with universal analytics uh most small business owners aren't even that familiar with that um you know i highly recommend that they be gathering their data in google because that's where you're going to start to do your deep you know dive your you know um cross devices your you know multi-channels your unique customer Mm. ids all of that kind of stuff um so so that's going to be an interesting space and you know, I mean, data is the most, you know, I'd call it one of the keys to growth, really. It's it's the gold um, in terms of finding out what's working, what's not working, and where the growth is for your business. So um, mm. I think that's a real area of, of, of focus, but it's going to be a real area of change. Um, mm. And then I would say the whole sort of omni-channel, um, uh, you know, across both content and also across commerce. So, you know, what is that integrated customer journey across multiple channels? So if I am selling my product in Woolworths, what is that experience? If I buy it online, can I return it at Woolworths? Um, you know, what is how, how seamless is that brand experience um, all the way from, you know, uh, articles and ads and, and, and content through to, you know, return experiences, whether that be, you know, on or offline. Um, mm. So I think that's, that's also going to be, uh, you know, an area where consumers are going, really going to expect a seamless uh, process and if they don't experience that then um, you know they're going to have something to say about it and I think for small businesses you know there's going to be catching up to do definitely uh, in terms of how mm. how to optimize that experience um, even that whole online even if they're not retail you know how long do, until the product gets delivered and if people don't like it when it comes back and what's that return process and are you going to charge me for that and you know that whole that, that whole um, component is definitely going to be another area, I think, that, um, you know, we need to keep that eye on. Mm, no, that's fantastic. Really uh, uh, in-depth and, and uh, a variation of uh, key topics there. And um, I think one of the things that you really 
hit the nail on the head was around visibility. Uh, you know, if you talk about new challenges in the future, there's obviously yeah. a lot of new channels, you know, for instance, TikTok and then there's YouTube shorts and stuff like that. Mm. And, you know, there's always going to be one, some new sort of platform that's growing quite, um, quite rapidly. Um, yeah. But if you've got visi- if you've got visibility over your analytics and your brand and 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 GA and what's happening, you know, from an organic perspective, from a paid perspective, from email data, and if you've got all these channels and you've got visibility across everything, you know, if you want to try, if you want to try new channels, if you want to try new strategies, uh, you can at least see what's working and what's not working. And it all comes back down to that visibility piece and data pieces, which is what you, you're really pushing, which I love. Yeah. 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 Fantastic. Um, and that's why, you okay. know, when I talk about, when I talk about that dollar, you know, spend getting a return, I mean, often clients mm. that I work with, I, I say, look, yes, we're investing in advertising, but we're not going to just go, you know, we're, we're working with somebody. We're not, it's not about going and spending a budget. It's going, okay, what are we going to learn? From this, so that when we find sort of our our formula, that we can then you know plug the money in and and be getting that effective return. Yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Um, finally, you know, uh, you know, what's one piece of advice that you would uh, offer, you know, to an e-commerce business owner? Um, and it could be, it could be something that's quite uh, you know um, effective in terms of like you know, what they're going through on a personal level. It could be, you know, technical, mm-hmm. whatever, you know. <laughs> What's, uh, you know, share, share with us the, some of the sort of the deep advice that you feel that you could provide them. Um, well, look, I'm not usually one for plugging uh, myself or, or my products, but um, what I would say is that uh, all the businesses that I've worked with, uh, when they understand the e-commerce growth framework, they feel that they can see a roadmap and have confidence in where they're going. Uh, so I did write my book last year and published it on Amazon called the e-commerce growth framework. So for under $12, um, you can get the Kindle version there and you know it will give you absolute clarity on that path and where you should be focusing on. So it's a really practical book and it asks lots of questions that you can basically audit your business yourself and go, okay, now I understand this, now I know where I'm at and now I know what I need to do. Um, you know, I did write the uh, book because I have the greatest respect for, you know, small business owners, their passion, their hard work, um, their blood, sweat and tears. Um, they really do drive the global economy and um, I really wanted to support them and that's, you know, that's why I wrote the book. Um, the other thing that they can do is if they do go to riskmallbusiness.com, I have a starter membership which is free. Um, and you do get access to me on the platform and you also get access to the e-commerce growth framework um, on the mm. website. So again, it's just, um, I'd love them just even if they're doing it for free, but just at least set them up and then they go, okay, now I know what I should be asking my developer about Google Analytics. Now I know that I need to do a technical SEO audit because I don't know when the last one was done and I don't even know if, you know, I'm failing the Google's core web vitals assessment, you know, which basically means you won't be ranking for SEO. So, mm. you know, I just want to help and support them, get confidence and sort of get on that, get on that path. So they're the resources that I have, you know, um, out, out there for, for them. If um, they didn't want to use any of those things, I would say, uh, you know, planning is really, really um, important um, as well as uh, utilising digital to test and learn. So make a plan based on what you already know, um, have some hypotheses, use your website, use your socials, use your advertising, use your analytics to, you know, test and learn. And that 
the gold it is there if 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 you can invest the time and or, or or money in you know understanding what it's trying to tell you well thank you uh claudia that's amazing and uh, i think you've got a wealth of knowledge when it comes to you know online marketing and e-commerce and you've got first-hand experience you know you've done the hard yards yes <laughs> <laughs> um, you've dealt you've dealt with uh woolworths and so forth so <laughs> yes, yes um yeah no it's uh brilliant and you've grown a business sold it um written a book now uh it's on amazon so you know we will try and promote that as well oh, and um yeah, I think um, really it's 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 quite an exciting time. I feel because there's a lot of unknowns, uh, mm. but then there's a, a real shift uh, and trust towards online purchasing. So yeah. you know, I I think the culture of you know I think there's a stat which I've said this a few times, but like there's a stat where I think in Australia alone, I think it's less than ten percent of all retail e-commerce. Yeah. Um, so you know, so much growth, right? Like people think that you know online. Uh, retail is huge, uh, but yeah. it's actually a lot more smaller than what people think. So yeah, it just shows you that, yeah, yeah another yeah. five years to go see, before, yeah. Yeah, there, there is a um, stat, uh, statistic out there from Statistica, um, Statista, which is, yeah, by 2040, that 95% of all purchases, uh, you know, will be done online. So, mm. uh, you know, ride the ride the wave. Um, you know, it's only only more people are going to get on there and get you know confidence and um, mm. yeah, and you've got to get in there. You've got to hold the line. Uh, you've got to yeah, stick to stick yeah. to your game and. And uh, I'm sure your book will be a bestseller by then, uh, Claudia. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> okay, yeah, fantastic. Absolutely. Awesome. Thank well, you. thanks. Uh, great to have you on the show. And um, yeah, love to, you know, connect again. And uh, yeah, once again, thank you. And we will share your, your details and your, your links. Yeah, to your thank website, you. Um, uh, to do the framework. Yeah, thank you. I've just relaunched the site as well. So yeah, love to share um, yeah, the podcast the interview. It's been such a pleasure to be on with you and talk about things that I love. So <laughs> fantastic. All right. Thanks, Claudia.